my friends, and welcome back into another issue of I'm Prime Sports World. I'm, of course, your host, David On Point. Right there is TJ Hopkins. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you do happen to miss us live, I've shared the link to our streaming platforms. On today's show, we're going to talk about week number eight of the XFL, which had some barmers, including two of the first overtime games in the league uh, this week. Also, we had a instant classic against the Seattle Sea Dragons and the DC Defenders. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into it all here today as we break down week eight and we look into week number nine. Welcome to the show. I'm Dave Hellman right there. It's my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And TJ, yeah, I'm still pretty sick, um, but I'm trucking through, man. I'm trucking through. Good to hear it. <laughs> uh, I went to the gym again. Oh, I went to the gym. Another leg day. There you I'm go. living. I, uh, I haven't been in the gym since Saturday, but I will be going back tomorrow. Um, See, I that's, how you, to... that's how I know you're old, because you go drinking, you get sick, it takes you a minute man, to bounce back. <laughs> man, you, you, get, you, get, you get sick, too. I almost never get sick, man. The, the fact that I'm sick is pretty, like, it's pretty pretty rare that I get sick. Like, I, <laughs> I, used, I actually think it's because I go in the sauna so much that it keeps me from getting sick. That's so almost... I'm That's something we like, gotta look up. That's something we gotta look up. Because I'm in the sauna like five days a week, and like I almost never get sick. And then I went camping this past weekend, and it was like 20 degrees at night in, on Saturday. And yeah, when I woke up, I was like shivering. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so cold!" <laughs> and yeah, I have felt like crap ever since. Ever since. So, oh wow. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're talking about week number eight. Let's talk about the XFL. What did you like about this week? We got. Our first two overtime games, I was always curious. I'm like, all right, how is this going to play out? Like, what's we didn't even know the rules. People didn't even know the overtime rules till the games went to overtime, and I like it. It's like college OT, but different. It's like, yeah. right, it's, it's like a soccer shootout mixed with college overtime rules. So, it's like, every conversion or every attempt is a two point conversion, but you only get three. Right, like you, you, you only get three, and it's like you got to stop them and score, and like stop them again, and then you win, or it's the other way around. Yep. Right. Uh, I, I, well, I, I, I think right, you only get one play, right? You get one play. Yeah, yeah. You only get you only get one attempt, and you get you get if it's tied after three, or right if it's tied after three, um, you go into a fourth one, which is a sudden death. Yeah. Which I, I I thought the overtime rules were very interesting. Uh, I think we also uh, we crowned an MVP this weekend as well. Uh, I I think Jordan Tiamo has basically you can start to etch his name in that trophy now. Yeah, with with AJ McCarron not playing. Yeah, and Ben DiNucci losing that matchup against the two, uh, which was a classic. Uh, we'll classic. talk about it here. We'll talk about it here in a few minutes. Uh, let's just talk about the first game. Let's talk about the Battle Hawks beating the Vipers. This game was in St. Louis again with a thirty-five plus thousand people in attendance uh, there in St. Louis. As they are way behind their Battle Hawks. Uh, that team moved six and two, and I recall closer to a playoff berth. Uh, mm-hmm. So now they're they win twenty-one to seventeen. Uh, you know, Jay. Jalen McClendon, McClendon. Uh, 13, sorry, 13-23, yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was also leading rusher for Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Lovett also had a rushing touchdown. Jeremiah Allison had the one receiving touchdown for the Vegas Vipers. 
On the other side, obviously, we just mentioned A.J. McCarron was injured uh, at the tail end of last week. Um, Will did not play in this game. They had two quarterbacks that took uh, one quarterback that took a majority of the snaps. Uh, he went 19 of 34, 194 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, the, one of the interceptions he threw was really, really bad. Uh, but the touchdown he had, the two point conversion on that same drive, uh, yeah. was kind of like a spinner Rooney John Elway play. It was really cool. Uh, and then uh, Marcel Aitman, uh, leading receiver, four catches for 70, 67 yards. Gary Jennings and Keem Butler. Uh, scored a touchdown. Keep other seasons to get a touchdown every single week. Uh, Bro, it Keanu. is like it is like you can tell. Like he just he does not belong in the XFL. Like that yeah, he's, big. He's mad. He's massive. Like, <laughs> like that big body. I'm like, oh, it's like, bro, that that is a cheek. Did you see the fake? Did you see the fake punt touchdown? I, see- I I tried to find it. I could not find it anywhere. Oh god, you got to see it. It's it's pretty sweet. It's 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 pretty. Are you sweet. on the Battlehawk side? Yes, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it right now. I gotta watch what? an ad, so hold on. That's gonna take but yeah, <laughs> so if, you want, if, if you want to break down just some of the stuff we saw, um, you know, the okay. quarterback play continues to hold back Vegas a little bit here. I don't, I'm not even gonna blame the quarterback play. I think McClendon was fine. I um, again, this was the first overtime game in XFL history. I feel like Vegas. Oh, that, that was cool. I feel like Vegas got robbed. They had a two point uh, in the OT. They had a conversion that would have won them the game. It got waved off due to an OPI, but Vegas had already used the challenge, so they didn't have any, so they couldn't challenge it. And it was a it was a bad call. I think Vegas got robbed because they call if they call that Vegas wins. If they don't call that Vegas wins the game, but it was it, it was and they I'm being honest with you, it was ticky tack at best. Like they called he was called for a push off. It was ticky tack at best. I'm not. I think that if I'm that ref, if I'm in that situation, I'm not throwing that flag because that wasn't an OPI to me. That wasn't enough of a push off to warrant a flag. And, and don't get me wrong, the Battlehawks defender he did a hell of a job selling it. Like he threw his head back. All that other good <laughs> uh, stuff. I'm also I'm also not really sure how they're scoring these plays here. Like if you look at this, like the stat, like it's like. They got. Oh, I just don't know how they're scoring this stuff. Like Vegas had two attempts and they didn't score, and St. Louis got nineteen and twelve. I, I, yeah, I don't. Know, I don't really understand the scoring system that they're imp- implementing here. Um, not that it matters all that much, but. Mm. I mean, Sorry, that, go ahead. That, no, but like that. Yeah, that's all I really had to say. Like it was great. I mean, it was. It was definitely tough. It, uh, it was definitely good to see a team like that's and that that comes down to great coaching, right? So and um. Anthony Brett, I think that's his name, the, the Battle Hawks head coach. How do you prepare your team without its best player? Right? It's AJ McCarron is the engine that makes the Battle Hawks go, right? First little bit of first little bit of adversity. You don't even like you you're not gonna have him at all for the game. It ain't like he played, got hurt, and wasn't coming back. Like, no. Opening kickoff, you didn't have him. Going into the game, it is as it is well known and established that. Whoever would play quarterback for them that game, hey, it's it's his show. It is his. That's good coaching. Yeah. Cause they didn't change nothing. They ain't do like they ain't changed, but now Vegas, Vegas, the defense made it tough. I'ma give them that. They was in buddy, they was in his they was in this uh they was in this grill. They made it rough. Forced three turnovers in this game. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, hey. 
and I'm a. I think uh, with Vegas, it's it's you already said it, it's the quarterback play. Like it's all right. You you had a great first game with Clinton. How you gonna do when they got film on you? Now they know who you are. Now they prepping for you. Like that's universal. I don't care. That, like that is literally universal. You by every by every major measurable that you could think of. Like Vegas should have won this game. They won time yes. possession by over eleven minutes. They had more total yards. They had less turnovers. They had more first downs in this game than St. Louis did. Um, they did have more penalty yards. This is kind of what we talked about with just being undisciplined. Um, and they ran the ball down the throat of the Battlehawks. Forty rush attempts in this game for the Vipers. You win that game. You win, the, and again, like you, I, I think what the 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 change of momentum. What happened was the fake punt. Right? It's it's the fake punt. You're not expecting it. They're in they're literally in no man's land, right? Like if they if this fake punt doesn't work, you get the ball literally at at midfield. midfield. Yeah, it was a 64 yard touchdown. So, <laughs> right. So like if you don't if if that doesn't work, or better yet, if they don't score, like you can they can have the conversion. You just don't have to let them score. That was kind of that was kind of backbreaking because that made it a one score game. Yeah, they were up they were up seventeen to eight at that point in the game. Um, basically, you got a three and out. You think you're going to get off the field? Uh, you, they, you know, you never expect that they're going to fake punt it from that spot. Lo and nope. behold, what are they doing? They go for it. Yep. Uh, and then they they go in and get the field goal to tie the game, and then they score on two of their drives in overtime. I, I and they really, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm having a hard time following the way ESPN is. Doing the stats for overtime, um, and they really like have a chance the, on to the, uh, on their website. I just don't get what this it was because each team was supposed to get three attempts, right? No, you go into somebody um, like not no, if you no, you get you get every so it's so you get each team had three shots. So whoever has more points, whoever has more gets more touchdowns in those three attempts wins. But in ESPN, they only have. Two attempts per team. Yeah, because St. Louis got theirs and Vegas didn't. So I guess they didn't even do the third oh, attempt. No, so Ve- no Vegas went first. They missed. Yeah, and they failed, and then you know, and then the St. Louis, St. Got, Louis theirs, got theirs, and then the Vipers failed again, and then St. Louis converted on their last one. I guess they didn't even attempt the third one because there was no point. No, because there was no point. That's game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I guess I ESPN just doesn't isn't. Putting like they're just not putting this in. A, uh, shockingly, ESPN is kind of being trash when it comes to putting their stats in for the XFL. Like all, all it says is just it doesn't say any like goal is too. It doesn't even say which team. It even I'm is. looking. Yeah, dude. What? I'm. Oh, no. I'm. Look, I got the app. Like so, Vegas went first, right? It doesn't say it that. Two, yes, it, bro. I'm looking right at it. Vegas uh, went first. Uh, 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 Two uh, point uh, pass uh, conversion uh, failed. It's 17 17. Hakeem Butler passed to, from Nick Tiano. Two point conversion successful. St. Louis 19 17. Yeah, I, I mean, yes. If you know those, if you know the team, like the, if you know that those are the teams that play on whatever team they play on, right? That, that That's fine. But if you're somebody who doesn't know and you're just looking at this and you just say, just see, Bud Goal at St. Louis zero. Two point pass conversion failed. It doesn't give you any information. Doesn't tell you who this, who had the football. Does this tell you? Does zoom this in. tell you anything? Are you looking zoom at this? I, if I can, if you can zoom in, what does it need to be zoomed in? Oh, 
Because I can't read that. That's what I'm saying. It's blurry. Can you read it now? Nope. Well, literally, all it says is two-point pass conversion failed. It doesn't tell you who had the football. It doesn't tell you anything. And unless why- you know, and also unless you know who Keem Butler and Nick Tiano is, you're not going to know who had the football here either. Well, that's why I'm using the app and not the website because the app has the logos next to who's using, like next to who went. It's, if you would it's, listen to me, it, you're on the website. I'm on the app. Just you're on the website. I'm on that. In general, it just is it, a, a blanket statement. ESPN, step up your game when it comes to the XFL. If you're, if you're going to cover it, cover it. All right, if you're not going to cover it, don't go half-assed. The app is fine. The app is fine. The app got I, don't, logo. I, I, I don't have the app, and I can't run it through with my phone. So this is what I got. Anyway, we, we spent way too much time talking about this. We this clinched the playoff spot, right? This, cl- this clinched the playoff spot for St. Louis? No, no, it did not. They have it to did? win tomorrow. They have to win this week. Uh, they, if they beat the Sea Dragons, they're in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Seattle wins, there's still a shot for them. Um, but I, I don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let's swing in from this game. Let's talk about the other game that was on Saturday. Uh, we got the Arlington Renegades squandering the party of the Orlando Guardians as they have okay. were eliminated. You, Especially, you watched this game, right? I did did you watch this, watch this one? Okay. I watched, uh, I watched everything but this game. So, All right, so it sounds like... Cause you were in the you were in the group chat saying forget going for the win, and I asked what happened. You said the Guardians lost. So no no no, I- no 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 no. I was saying because remember we talked about this on our last episode of the podcast that I thought the Orlando Guardians could get on a winning streak and end up making the playoffs, and then that's what that I was, was referencing. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was you. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like uh, this uh, game. no. I, I had nothing. I had I had I the game was already over when I when I made that statement because I was like, yeah, because I, I picked the Orlando Guardians. You know, egg on my face here. I thought the Orlando Guardians were going to go on a little mini run here and potentially make the playoffs because nobody in the South is all that good. So they they, you know, they literally could they could have made the playoffs if they had just won a couple games here in a row. Yeah, um, what doesn't they, make sense to me is so they made it eighteen sixteen with. Three minutes to like, we're just under four minutes to go, and then they decided to go for one. They didn't even try to tie the game. They went for they went for, they went for the one point conversion to make it eighteen. Maybe, maybe, maybe they really want maybe they really want that first overall pick. I, I, I don't I don't know. Well, man. they already got it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Arlington side, Luis Perez made his uh, long anticipated debut for the Arlington Renegades. Uh, he was fine, sixteen and twenty five, one hundred ninety yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Letty Brown leading rusher for them. Uh, Devontae Smith uh, had the lone rushing touchdown, uh, and Jawan Winningham two catches for sixty two yards, leading rusher receiver for. Arlington Renegades on the Orlando side. Quentin Dormady uh, came back down to earth a little bit here in this game. Uh, 28 of 43, 303 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. He was also he was also their leading rusher with the rushing touchdown. And Eli Rogers, former NFL player Eli Rogers, 10 catches for 135 yards in this game. Uh, but yeah, Orlando, they just kind of, they ran into a Renegades team that could really play defense, and they stuffed this I team. just, okay, so We've been uh, harping on the Renegades quarterback play, too. It's a bad sign when the guy that you traded for like a week ago comes in and starts a game. That's a bad sign. Well, That's not good at all. Yeah, but their their quarterback play was leaving a lot to be desired. Uh, and Orlando, actually, outside of the five turnovers, actually had more total yards and they had more first downs by a lot in this game. They had turned it over five times. All right, that's the game. 
Justin. I mean, they, and, they, and, they, and the Renegades continue to be completely super undisciplined. 13 penalties for 157 yards in this game. This is a uh, – what's his name? Bob Stoops coaches him? Mm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's – so, yeah, I, I, I ain't seen too much of this game. But just going off the numbers, you can't turn the ball over five times. But at the same time, they're, one in, they're now one and seven. It's like, what do you expect? It's well, like, I, I, clearly, I thought they were going to go on a run and win the game. So, win a couple games in a row here, but obviously not. But at, the, but at the same time, it's like nothing they do. Like, when it comes to a Guardian's loss and you look at why they lost, nothing should surprise you about why and how they lost. Yeah, you turn it over five times in any any format. In any, any sporting format, you will lose that game. Right, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, that's about the all the analysis I think needs to be made there. Uh, let's bring okay, it to Sunday. My, my notion is it's eighteen sixteen, right? Four minutes to go. That's a lot of time. A lot can happen in four minutes. That's true. You get the touchdown you need, and you just like, oh, we're gonna go for one. Like you don't need this ball back, and like at least at least if you tie the game with four minutes to go, you can overtime is still a shot. Overtime is still in play unless you just let them march down the field. But well, that, none of it really matters. The fact that they fumbled the next time they had the football, and that was basically the end of the game. That was a day. That was game. Yeah. So you know, this is just the quandary of mistakes. Uh, I, I do think Quentin Dormady has you know motivated this team to play a little bit better. But yeah, they're still they yeah still his that drama that you, he went through at the start of the season that you shared. Still don't know the whole ins and outs of that, but it, it definitely hurt them because, yeah. Yeah, he's been good for them. And they, they hadn't suspended him for sharing plays when they were losing anyway. So, I mean, well, I, I mean, I don't actually know exactly. We can't really even say that. Uh, let's let's move on into the next game, the next overtime game. This is on Sunday as the Roughnecks tried to choke away a game. Uh, here on, uh, and they also, also, we had the first game – or is this, maybe that happened in the next game. No, that happened in the next game. Uh, but, yeah, they were they were up by a lot. Uh, I think they were up 17 or whatever, 15 to – It was 15 to 6. 15 15 to to 6. And they let San Antonio score nine points in the final quarter. Uh, Brandon Silver's got the start here, but he was also very inefficient. Uh, 17 of 36, 146 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. And at one point, he seemed like he was the best quarterback in this league. That is for sure not the case anymore. Um, Bryce and Allen, uh, four for 12, and it just really didn't rust the ball. 13 carries for 25 yards. Max Borky was their leading receiver as well, three for 49. Burnett and Owens had the receiving touchdowns for the Houston Roughnecks. On the Brahma side of this, Jack Cohen continues to prove he just doesn't. He just he's just not he's not good at this, man. Like <laughs> twenty three of forty one, one hundred ninety yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Jacquez uh, Patrick continues to be a lone bright spot on this offense uh, with nineteen carries for ninety six yards and a touchdown. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he was playing on Sundays here very shortly. And Landon Akers, lead receiver, five catches for sixty two yards. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So by this point, or this was Sunday. Yeah, I was at my grandma's house, and mostly all the NBA games were just over. about over. So I threw the XFL on and watching this, and I'm talking with my uncle. I'm like, what you, "I'm like, what do you think of the? What do you think of the league? He like, like he likes it. You know, it's different. And we're just watching this game, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this is just about over anyway." And then all of a sudden, the Brahmas. 
do what they did and they made it interesting. And uh, yeah, they took it, they tied the game and take it to OT and talk about a fall from grace for Houston. Yeah, right. You went from being the talk of the league, like you were the best team in the league. You, you, I mean, you said it, right? They, they got to a 4 0 start, but they didn't really play. They played the bottom. The, the dredges of the league, and all of a sudden, when they played that one good team that could beat them, that could match them, and they lost, it's like, oh, there are chinks in the armor. Yeah, they've basically fallen apart. They've won one of the last four games, last five games, or one of the last four games, and this is this wasn't a good performance at all. I mean, we're talking about undisciplined. This this is supposed to be a Wade Phillips coach team. Eleven penalties for seventy-nine yards. I mean, they, they got spanked in total yards. They got spanked in time of possession. They got spanked in first downs. Like this is a game on paper you lose. Yes. Like, uh, and I'm I'm starting to think what you said holds more and more weight, right? Like they were they really good or did they, did they just play the teams that sucked and they were that much better than? Right. So, like you said, they've won one game. Is this the one? Is this the one game they've won in their last four or five yeah. games? Yeah. And it's against a two and sixteen. Yeah, a team that has no quarterback, no offensive identity, and you basically get on play the entire game. And uh, yeah, you, like they matched you in turnovers. It's two to two. They blew you out. Well, you, they had nine more first downs than you. I mean, they had they, almost the 10, 10 minutes of time possession over you. Like almost, you had you had like one hundred and sixty total yards of offense in this game. This is a game you like in any you play any other team in the NFL, a team that has competent quarterback play. You lose. Like you, they matched you on third down. They had six third down conversions. You had six third down conversions. All right, they ten ten passing first downs to your nine, nine rushing first downs to your two. Three first downs from penalties. They gifted San Antonio three first downs on penalties. I mean, now here's and you have 11, 11 penalties for seventy nine yards in a game. Now here's where now here's where it goes south for San Antonio, right? Here's where it goes south. Six sacks to their two. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. protect your quarterback. Hundred percent. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Congratulations, well, both, congratulations they, to the Houston Roughnecks. You clinched your first clinched the playoff spot. They um, ran 21 more plays than them. Yeah. Like, this, is, this, is, this, is a, this is a game on paper you, you for sure lose. Like, we, put, we put these numbers. You show these numbers to somebody who didn't watch the game, and you don't know what the, you don't tell what the final score is. Be like, hey, who won this game? Who won San this Antonio. game? San Antonio. <laughs> it wouldn't be even close. Like Team A, Team B, who won this game? Uh, but shout out to the San Antonio the Houston Roughnecks uh, as they clinch the playoff spot. Um, I also think the, the Renegades clinch the playoff spot uh, as well uh, with the Brahmas and the Guardians losing. Uh, so I think the Renegades are also in the playoffs. So shout out to both of those teams um, for making the playoffs in the XFL. Um, I believe the D.C. Defenders also clinched the playoff spot as they won the most interesting game uh, probably of the season so far, uh, which also had the first uh, two-point conversion taken back the other way. Um, that hadn't happened in the XFL yet until this week. Uh, it was a very cool play uh, for the Seattle Sea Dragons. It actually gave them a little bit of life as they were 
DC defenders were about to score and go like score a touchdown, and they thought they were going to be able to pull away, and then DC was just like the the Sea Dragons were like nah, and they they took it back to the house, and uh, things didn't really work out in their favor later in the game, but um, this is an excellent game. It was very entertaining, um, back and forth action, especially in the second half. Um, the DC defenders win this game and clinch the number one seed in their division in the North, mm-hmm. uh, 34 to 33. Uh, I do not believe the Seattle Sea Dragons are eliminated with this loss. They are uh, not. I think I think if they beat the Battle Hawks next week and then the Hawks lose and they win the week after that, I think they can still they could still get into the playoffs, um, do some tiebreaker stuff. Um, so, but on the stat sheet here, Jordan Tiamo uh, probably won his MVP award during this game. Uh, 17 to 26, 247 yards, four touchdowns, and the dude was dealing for the whole game. Uh, Abram Smith continues to be a really good running back for the DC Defenders. 17 for 66 and a tutty. Uh, Chris Blair, Alex, Alex Ellis, Brandon Smith, and uh, Rockwell Armstead all had receiving touchdowns for DC. On the other side, the Nooch, Ben Nooch, uh, 28 of 42, 303, three touchdowns and that lone interception. Philip Lindsay, fresh off, um, getting dusted off by the NFL. Uh, eight carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jawan Green had two touchdowns and Jacob Pearson also had a touchdown. Josh Gordon had, it was not super effective in this game, but he did have a really nice sideline grab um, that I cannot believe he was able to catch and keep his feet in. It's, it was impressive. Um, but yeah, this game was a back and forth barn burner, but somebody had to win. Unfortunately, Seattle Two Dragons just couldn't convert the two point conversion, uh, the one point conversion actually, um, to tie this game. And then they were unable to convert the fourth and 15 as their offensive line kind of fell apart towards the end of this game, uh, especially on the conversion attempt and on the, uh, the fourth and 15 attempt as Ben Nucci got sacked on both of those plays. Mm. Yeah. Th- We've had some, some some classic games the last couple of weeks. You had this one. You had the uh, DC, the, the guard the Guardians in DC the week before. Week before, then you go back to um, what was it? What was another one? Uh, you go back to week five. You got you got Vegas I mean, in the Guardians. You had that the CLC Dragons game where Josh Gordon scored those two touchdowns in like the last two minutes, and they came yeah, that back was- and won that game. That was against Vegas, and I'm like, yo, okay, this is this is what the people want. But, yeah, this is one of those games where it's like, damn, I hate to see one of these teams lose. It's that, like, that's what they gave me. It's like, damn, I hate to see one of these teams lose. But to your point about standings, yes, D.C. and Houston are the only two teams that have clinched a spot. They, they oh, clinched oh, the playoff. Oh, Arlington didn't? No. Arlington sure. still needs okay. to Arlington still needs to win, okay. and you already and you already said it about St. Uh, St. Louis and Seattle. They're pretty much battling out for that next that second spot. But yeah, I'm pretty sure because San Orlando's already eliminated and San Antonio's two and six. Unless something goes drastically right with their quarterback situation, San Antonio is not catching Arlington. So basically, Arlington just needs to win. So it's winning your end. Winning your end. But back to this game, yeah, um, Jordan Tiamu just kind of solidified his, 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 his MVP. <laughs> 100%. He, he's thrown one pick this season. The entire one. season. One. Ben DiNucci probably leads the league. He does. It's not close. It's not um, close. Ten touchdowns, especially over the last couple of weeks. Jordan Tiamo has been straight balling. Uh, the last few weeks, uh, he's t- 10 touchdowns, one interception. Um, 
it's yeah, he's been everything you could ask for in a quarterback to come in, in a league like this. Um, he's also one of the uh, what is he? He's also like the seventh leading rusher in the in the XFL right now. Is it math eighth? One, two, three, four, <laughs> eight, ninth. He's the ninth leading rusher in the XFL to go with oh, ten touchdowns and one pick. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, he sort of solidified his, his MVP status here in this game, um, but yeah, this is a game where you know Seattle, you know they continue to claw and fight back, um, but DC is just they're just a really good def- offensive defensive team. Uh, when their defense really needed to make a stop on that fourth and down profession, they got pressure under the quarterback, and they really yep. needed to stop that two point conversion. They were able to get pressure under the nooch and force him into a bad decision and but like but to your point like the clawing back and i think the rules definitely play um a 100%, role in this. 100%. you, I mean, you were that- you were down 10 you turned a 10 point deficit into one yeah well, they they did benefit the fact that they took that i'm not even totally sure that jordan tml fumbled that football um but they took that back to the house that made it eight uh, and then they were basically had life from there, and they were able to punch it into the end zone, uh, basically like like that. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. Like like Ben Denucci is going to be playing on Sundays. I think like he really is like not as like a starter or anything. I think he's going to be for sure a backup, but I think he's earned the right to play on Sundays. He's a he's earned. I, I think there are several guys in this league that have earned the right to at least be brought into camp. Yeah. They've earned the right to at least be to be brought into like a training camp preseason, because there are teams that and we see this like there are teams like like the upper echelons of the NFL like the Kansas Cities like teams like that. Pat Mahomes gonna do what one one drive? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then the he's whole, out. Yeah, a whole preseason. You know, if the Jets, <laughs> ever, if the Jets ever get Aaron Rodgers, he'll probably but, play but, like like one one drive in the preseason. One drive, and then if if they ever do get him. If they ever, uh, I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> Brother, I'm scared because I'm just, yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, but but DC, I, I mean, they one time possession because they can consistently run the ball. I mean, this is right. the DC defender is just the most balanced team in the NFL. They just in the XFL, they just are, and they can like and they evolve. Like, we want to have a shootout, we can have a shootout. If you want to have a grind it out, knock him out game, they can do that too. And and Jordan Tiamo has just gotten consistently better as the season has gone and on. And they win both of them. They yeah. win both methods. Like it's like you, uh, you don't uh, want to go into also, a have you, have you seen the uh the 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 three point conversion that the D, the 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 vibe, or, uh, the Steve Dragons converted where it like bounced up and like ended up in the hands yeah, he of tapped uh, the long it, he, he, he yeah. tapped it too. Like he tapped it too. Like yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, actually, that was a touchdown, not a three-point conversion. But yeah, it's, this is yeah the XFL. This is, games like this is why the league is so great. Um, they they just play like they you know they play hard. And every snap has a meaning, uh, and you just never see players just taking snaps off because they really they fought for this and they want it. It's 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 really entertaining. I, I love to see it. Um, and it's a shorter season. Like we we yeah. we've already said that. Like each game means that that much more. Right? This is coming down to the wire. Uh, swinging into game balls, uh, TJ. I'm not going to steal yours. So I'll let you go first. No, you go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Jordan Tiamo, man. I mean, he was seriously gunslinging this game. I mean, he gets we, we, like his reputation at the beginning of the season was a lot of just running the football. Like he, we weren't really sure what he could do with his arm. The last three weeks, 
He has silenced all of those doubters. And in this game, 17 and 26, two for four, 247 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I did have that one fumble on that two point conversion, but I don't think he even fumbled it. I, like I you said, you don't even better. think he fumbled it. I'm not, I, I wish they had had a better angle so you could have seen it a little bit better. Uh, but mm-hmm. he also, he went toe to toe with the player that most people think is the most talented quarterback in the league and won that matchup. Kudos, brother. Okay. That should have been the foul on O'Connell. Um, I'm going to give mine to, and I know I said Vegas got robbed earlier, and I'm, sta- I'm standing by that, but I cannot take anything away from Nick Tiano. He gets my game ball. You fill in for A.J. McCarron on what looked like short notice. It wasn't pretty. 19 to 34, 194, one touchdown, two picks. But you got your team a very, 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 very important dub in OT. Nick Tiano gets my game ball. So let's swing into week number nine. And we got a Saturday night game. Uh, no Sunday night games, which is a little disappointing. Uh, but Saturday, we got the Vipers and the Roughnecks. Uh, Vipers have been eliminated, I believe, from playoff contention at two and six. Uh, the Roughnecks wait, are wait, basically wait. just – yeah, they have. Yes, Vegas, Vegas is eliminated, yes. Uh, we have the Roughnecks, who probably just need a morale booster game here. Uh, but, TJ, who do you think wins against the Vipers and the Roughnecks? Well, I would say if you can't – since you ain't going to play spoiler, but seeing how Houston's already in, you ain't spoiling nothing. So, um, yeah, Houston, just go out there, handle biz, rest your starters in the third quarter. Game should be over by the third. I'm also going to agree with you. I don't think this game will be over in the third quarter. I think the Roughnecks will keep things interesting um, because they haven't proved to be able to put teams away at all lately. Um, and I think the Vipers, I know they've been eliminated for playoff contention, but you're not necessarily always just playing for just this season. Like, you also want to be able to play in the NFL maybe in, in, in the summer or the fall. So you want to kind of play for that next contract. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I still think the Roughnecks to win, but I expect this game to go down to the wire. Uh, the Vipers have lost some close games this season, games they should have won, um, where the record could be much, much different. I think there was a stretch of games where, like, they had to lead every game at halftime, and then they lost all three of them. Um, so, things yeah, could start, be different for them. at the start of the season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the Sunday night or the Saturday night game, I don't know why this game is on prime time. Uh, we got the Orlando Guardians going into San Antonio and taking on the Brahmas. Uh, I'm going to continue to roll with the Guardians. I think I liked what I've seen out of them on offense. And the Brahmas just don't have good quarterback play. I think the Guardians win this game. Oh, yeah. Normandy's probably going to throw a party. <laughs> uh, he's going to be feeling it, though, because that Brahmas defense is tough. Oh, uh, yeah. They're going yeah, to they get them. They're going to yeah. just get up. Yeah. Uh, to the next matchup, which is Sunday, 12 o'clock. Uh, we got the Renegades going into D.C. Uh, the Renegades need to win this game in order to clinch their playoff spot. Uh, D.C. has already locked up basically everything they could lock up. Uh, actually, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have it. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but who do you think wins this game, the defenders or the Renegades? Well, Renegades need this one. Like, again, it's winning your ring. And this is tough because the game you got to win is against the best team in the league. Right, and that's just your saving grace is the team that's quote unquote still mathematically in it, the Brahmas in your division, might be losing their might lose their game too. No, they're gonna lose their game too. They're, they're gonna lose that game. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the defenders to win this game. They're the best team in the league, and I think they continue to let the to roll it out. Um, give me the. Defenders. I legit think they could start Derek King for this game. And they would still win. 
maybe. But I think Jordan Tiamo is going to continue this because I don't think you want to pull the momentum off from underneath him like this. Um, and the the crowd there in DC should be really good for this. I think it's the final home game uh, of the season for them, uh, of at least the regular season. Again, on ESPN, I cannot just click on a team and check out their schedule. I have to go all the way to another website and check it there. Yeah, week ten there in San Antonio. Yeah, so this is their final. This is their final home game of the regular season. Um, so expect that fan base to be out there in, in big numbers. Uh, yeah. Also, ESPN. I, I know I constantly complain about this, but like, I, I hate it. Like, if I if, like, I should be able to click on the Roughnecks and go to their team I know page. What you mean. I know what you mean. And like, be able to check their schedule. I should be able to check the stats from like all of the players. I can't do any of that on their on the XFL page. Get better. Uh, to the game that should be probably on prime time. Uh, the XFL really kind of fumbled the ball here. I know the NBA playoffs is on, and I don't think they want to compete directly against the NBA playoffs. Um, but still, I think there will be enough of an interest, fan base interest, to watch this game on prime time Sunday night football. Uh, we got the Sea Dragons going into the Battle Hawks, and this is basically a game where the Seattle Seahawks need to win the game in order to stay alive. The Battle Hawks can clinch with the victory. I looked up Agent McCarron's status for this game. I have not been able to find it. I'm going to go on a limb here and assume he does not play in this game. Um, but TJ, who do you think wins between the Sea Dragons and the Battle Hawks with their playoff lives on the line? I'm going to go with Seattle because it they need it. It means that, like, yeah, they need it. They absolutely need it. I'm going to Seattle. I think Nick Tiano is able to not catch Vegas off guard, but he did just enough against, let's be honest, he did just enough against a bad team to pull it out. And yeah. like I said, they, 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 they got some help in the end there. With a bad OPI call, uh, like yeah, they they got some help in the end. I don't think Seattle now. The one thing they got going for them is that that home field. Right? It's gonna be loud enough for for for, for the Nietzsche. Uh, well, no, this game's actually in St. Louis. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be loud in there for him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this might be the max capacity. This might be the most fans they've had in a game uh, this season. Considering what's on the line, like, yeah, St. Louis, you win, you clinch, and you eliminate Seattle, possibly. Seattle, if you win, you and uh, St. Louis have the same record, and your playoff hopes, both of y'all playoff hopes, come down to week 10. Yep. Uh, we're, you know, St. Louis plays the Orlando Guardians, and the Sea Dragons play the Vegas Vipers. Um, but, yeah, I'm also taking the Sea Dragons win this game. Uh, if they have A.J. McCarron back, I probably would change my vote. If, um, but if I see AJ McCarron on that field, what what day is this? Sunday? Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon. If I see AJ McCarron on that field come Sunday, yeah, St. Louis is winning this one and it's not gonna be close. I mean it's I gonna be close, but St. Louis I, is gonna win. I agree with you, but uh yeah, that's been our week eight XFL recap and our week number nine predictions. Uh keep an eye out for all of our XFL content tomorrow. We're jumping back into the National Football League as we're gonna be analyzing the offensive prospects of this year's draft. Uh, you will not want to miss that content. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I've been David Huffman right there. It's my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. I hope you tomorrow, T.J. I'll be feeling a whole lot better because um, I get yeah, a feel like that, that sinus. But, uh, I'm a, hey, man, hey, if you need a day or two, just, nah, I'll just be take, all right, take a day or two. I'll, I'll be all right. No, uh, I'm serious. Yeah. Just, if you need a day, take a day. And T.J., what do we do here at the prime, my friend? 
We bring the heat. Yes, sir. And we'll see you tomorrow, man. You have a good night, okay? See ya, man. Peace out, brother.